Back at Wildcat Stadium, getting set for tonight's Fort Payne Springville game. And we'll go over here briefly before we have the coin toss and other pregame festivities, the starting lineups. First for Springville on offense, their quarterback number 13, Pearson Baldwin. He's a senior, 6'1", 215. Pretty big size, Brett, for a, a quarterback. And Coach yes, he says he's their player. So we've got to watch out for him. Running back, Joshua Honeycutt. He's also a senior, 5'10", 190, so big size there. Also at running back, Daniel Smith, a junior, 5'11", 195. Tied in, Ben Bianchi. He's a senior, 6'3", 250. Tied in, Braden Tingle, a freshman, 5'8", 145. Wide receiver, Landon Ho, a senior, 5'8", 175. Wide receiver, Greg Frederick, senior, 6'1", 195. Wide receiver, Daniel Platts, junior, he's 5'9", 165. Left tackle, Carl Williams. 6'4", 305. Hunter Jennings, 5'8", 225. Center, Tucker Isbell, 6'5", 255. Right guard, Slade Wyatt. He's a junior, 6'2", 250. And at right tackle, Hayden Greer, also a senior, 5'10", 305. So they've got they some got beef. Some they have some beef on the line. On defense, at one corner will be Jamel Williams. He's a 5'8", 160-pound junior. At safety, Luke Richardson, 6'3", 185, and he's a junior. Also at safety, John Wolf, 5'11", 190, a junior. At cornerback, Owen Prickett, 5'10", 165. He's a senior. Also at inside linebacker will be Joshua Simmons, 6'3", 195, senior. Defensive end, Ashton Merchant, 5'11", 195. Offensive, also outside linebacker, make that Reese Gleason, 5'10", 175. Uh, defensive lineman will be number 55, Dewey Scott, 6 feet, 230, a junior. Inside linebacker, Connor Land, he's 6'3", 215, and a senior. Defensive end, Cody Apps, 6 foot, 270, a junior. And on the, also on the defensive line, number 74, Daniel Salas, he's 315 and 6 feet. So... Not only do they have some weight, they also have some uh, height. They do. A couple of guys, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and uh, several 300-pound-plus players. Now we'll move on and see what Fort Payne has, see if we have any changes this week. On the offense for Fort Payne, Hunter Love will be your running back, 6'1", 240. J.D. Blaylock again will be your quarterback. He's 5'7", 155. At one tight end will be Sawyer Burt, 6'3", 220. Cam Thomas, at wide receiver, 5'7", 142. And Cam's been carrying the load at receiver thus far, Brett. Brody Bruce, also at wide receiver, 5'8", 141. Marcus Ledford at wide receiver. He's 5'11", 156. Uh, left tackle, Riley Kuhn, 5'11", 235. Bronson Laney, he's 6'2", 290. Eli Frazier at center. He's 5'11", 275. Nathan Gentry, 5'9", 250. And Logan Beard, 5'10", 210. On the defensive side of the ball, Heisman Brown, somebody appropriately named, isn't it, Heisman? And they're carrying the colors out on the field. So let's hold up right now while we're getting set for maybe a moment of silence and then the national anthem.
Little Wildcat Marching Band with our national anthem. Back to the starting defensive lineup. As I said, Heisman Brown, he'll be uh, defensive end, 5'10", 195. Docky Goodman, 5'6", uh, rather, 250. Makai Maxwell, he's 5'9", 200. Daryl Prater, defensive end, 6'2", 10. Will Green at linebacker, he's 5'8", 160. Devin Wales, 5'10", 165. Seth Williams, 5'6", 152. Then we have Darwin Camp, 5'8", 180. Alex Akins at cornerback, 5'8", 144. Also at cornerback will be Caden Holbrook, 5'11", 150. And at free safety, number 12, Will Abbott, he's 5'11", and 157. So a good lineup for Fort Payne. A little few changes in there from last week. So we're got getting set to go for the game, and we've got six minutes to go on the clock, waiting for the captains to come out and get the coin toss. See, we'll get the ball first tonight. Like I said, it's uh, it's been a little hot, but now I felt the breeze the last few minutes. I haven't felt it yet, Roger. It's stuffy. It, you know, last week we had a little cool breeze, and uh, they are starting to get a little cooler. But today is kind of a reminder of summer. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. All day long. <laughs> All day long. Well, hopefully it's going to cool off one of these days and feel more like football weather, especially with the – well, we know we're going to get rain because the fire is coming today. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have rain for sure. Well, let's take a little break. We're still waiting on the team captains. Let's take a two-minute break, and we'll be back. This is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government. Well, we're back at Wildcat Stadium, 344 on the clock before kickoff. Now the Fort Payne captain has made his way home to the near sideline, and that's Camp. Darwin Camp will be representing the Cats tonight as we set to take on Springville. Springville yet to have a 
representative come out to the field. Uh, they have a long way to come from uh, the dressing room up at the gym. I know that trip. <laughs> and I know they did weird thing you don't usually see, but they the team unloaded and parked over on the far side over here behind the blizzard, uh, the blizzarders. How about the visitors' bleachers? So I added some additional walking. Uh, yeah, you can see he's officials bringing him out here, and we'll get the coin toss here in a minute. And uh, see who gets the ball first. I noticed Alex uh, in warm-ups, uh, he hit one from 62 easily. It would probably have been good from near 70. So hopefully he's going to be on track tonight. We might need him. Again, waiting for that captain to get over on the far side of the field. He's approaching the 40s. And they'll meet at center field then, and we'll get this one uh, coin toss and get the game started. Fort Payne will be coming in, obviously, from the field house to our left of the big black and gold FP banner and through the mouth of the Wildcat. I'm sure we've probably played Springville in the past, but I... I... We went down there. Uh, what was the Hall kid's name? It was such a good linebacker, and he yeah, had the yeah, automobile yeah, accident. Right. Okay. That was when he played the, okay. the year or so here when we went to Springville. okay. okay. So Darwin will meet their team captain over in front of the, or on top of the FP logos at center field. Again, an abbreviated uh, with only one representative from each team and only two officials where usually they're pretty much all gathered around there. He's going over his instructions, so we'll get the coin toss here shortly. I noticed the flags at half-mast tonight, Brett, I guess in honor of 9-11. Yes. As they're still going over the instructions, here we go, showing the sides of the coin. And there's the flip. Let's see, Fort Payne won the toss, and they'll decline. Springville. Will elect obviously to receive, and they'll be defending the goal to our right, the scoreboard end of field at Wildcat Stadium, and the Cats will be down on the field house end. As Darwin goes, and he'll join his teammates, and they'll break through the Wildcat's mouth and through the big banner, and we'll be set for action here as they let the clock run down. On a nice night, if you like heat, at Wildcat Stadium. But, boy, it is so humid. It isn't that it's necessarily uh, sun hot, but it is humid. Had a little sprinkle about an hour probably before the game. You know, we, we've always got something to say about the heat timeouts as the weather gets cooler, but tonight probably be appropriate. Yeah, hopefully we'll get those. And here come the Wildcats led by the cheerleaders. And they'll come to the sideline and take their position and get ready for the kickoff while Springville goes down on the end of the field and gathers behind their big banner they have raised. And the horn sounds, so that's all we like, is getting them on the field and getting this one underway. As the Wildcat band strikes up hell to the Wildcats, again, they're stationed in the end zone to our right between the goalpost and the scoreboard. few stragglers still coming on to the field for our Springville, so it may be a minute before they can all get down there to break onto the field. 
not a bad crowd, I don't guess, from Springville on the far side, but really not one to brag about either. And with a two-and-one record, you'd think maybe they would have a little, a little bit of interest still. Looks like a few still coming in on both sides. And, uh... and there comes the Tigers onto the field wearing their gold helmets and their all-white uniforms. They kind of look like LSU. Yeah, they got the markings on the sleeves, yeah. the purple and yellow. Yeah, LSU, that's the first thing I was noticed I couldn't quite – pick up on their helmets, but they do have that look. Yeah, I thought they were going to look like I mentioned earlier, Valley Head, but they didn't have those purple jerseys. Instead, they opted with the all-white. And so it'll be game time here at Wildcat Stadium. Fort Payne trying to improve on the two-and-one record as same situation for the Springville Tigers. Springville just kind of far out to have to be in the region they're with, Brett, with us and Oxford and Scottsboro, so they have having to make a few trips. Yeah, of course, they're probably pretty much on top of Oxford, but uh, I don't know, you probably know this, but I know we have played them, but have we ever been paired up with them or in a region with Springville? I don't know if we have or not. I don't recall us even when we played them as being in the same region. Now, it's a possibility that's been quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I vividly remember our trip down to Springville when we played them down there. Alex, uh, before he can kick it off, the ball catches a little breeze. I don't know where it came from, but anyway, the ball's blown over. Flag hadn't moved not one centimeter. So anyway, Alex will go back again. We'll start it over. He should be kicking into the wind, the, the little bit of wind that we do have. I see their tent moving. And he'll put a toe line drive that's well into the end zone, and they'll bring it out to the 20 where it'll be first and 10 for the Tigers. For Fort Payne will start on defense. Again, the quarterback for Springville will be number 13, Pearson Baldwin, a senior, 6'1", 215, and Coach says he's really the player to watch for them. See if we can pick up. They're going to have two in the backfield, I believe. Nope, just have one uh, number nine running back, Daniel Smith. He's 5'11 and 195, so some meat. They're going to hand to Smith. It's going to slant off the right, breaks the tackle. Going to pick up about seven, maybe eight yards on the carry. That time, no uh, no trickery. Just went behind the right side of the line and found an opening. And, good, and, and again, they've got that good size up front, so Fort Payne's going to have to really get a good push to uh, move these, this big, big Springville line. Second down and two for Springville after the eight-yard pickup by Daniel Smith. Smith in the back. He looks like he might have moved. No flag. They're going to throw it low and incomplete. Tried to hit the end over on the right side and just threw it at his feet. So it'll be third down now and two. Thought they had a little motion before the snap, but no flag. Yeah, there's a little movement for sure. Again, that's Daniel Smith again in the backfield alongside the quarterback Baldwin. Now Baldwin alone in the backfield as Smith will go to the right side. Now come in motion, going to hand to him on sweep. Now he's going to pull it and keep it. And he's going to be hit and going to fall forward. And I believe with that second effort, he's going to have the first down out near the 31-yard line. Boy, they waited a long time to decide whether to keep the ball or hand it off. Yeah, um, that, of course, that's most likely a read play. And, and I, I I question whether he made the right read, but he did pick up the first down, but had just that speed 
sweep or jet sweep to this near side and just reads that tackle and, and takes it on inside. So first and ten now somebody jumped. Did they move and draw Fort Payne offsides? Fort Payne definitely went across, but were they drawn off? Yep. Illegal procedure against Springville. That'll move them back five. Why did they move it uh, against Fort Payne when he said it was illegal procedure against Springville? What are they doing? <laughs> they penalized Fort Payne when it was an illegal procedure against Springville. I think the teams are as confused as the officials apparently are. A lot of movement up front, so uh, now they're they're taking it the other direction now in favor of Fort Payne. Well, now they're back at the original line of scrimmage, and now they'll go back to the 24-yard 20, line, almost near the 23. They stepped off a little too much that time, but that's fine. So it'll be first and almost 16. Still some confusion. Now we're set to play, so first and 15. Ball back inside the 25 at the 24-yard line. Now they're going to come back this way a little bit and put it where it should be <laughs> at the 26. They're good, going to fake handoff. Quarterback's going to keep her. Has a wide opening out across the 35 near the 40-yard line. Again, just reading his uh, uh, blockers and finding his way for good yardage. Yeah, another good pickup just – Faking that little jet sweep there, and quarterback got he's got really good running skills and, and good size too. So uh, those two things go together. So I, I expect to see him carry the ball a lot tonight. Pickup of 11. It'll be second down now in four. And Baldwin have it, and they're going to blow whistles. They were going to a jet sweep to the right side. And whistles will stop the play. So Springville will have their second procedure penalty of the game, moving back five. And now we're going to be back right about the original line of scrimmage that we were at about, what, two minutes ago. Ten forty-three to go first quarter, still no score. Springville with their initial possession, looking at second down and nine. Baldwin looks. He's dropping back, wants to throw. Going to come across the middle, has a receiver open, and he overthrew him. Led him just a little too much to the outside, and Fort Payne had pretty good coverage on him. Yeah, rolling out over to this near side quarterback, of course, being right-handed, has to get his shoulders around. It looked like he didn't quite get around it, caused the ball to be thrown more towards the sideline, but he was definitely open. So third down nine, the Cats here with a good defensive stop to get the ball back. Ian Baldwin still the quarterback, and Smith... Daniel Smith, the running back, set to his right. Single receiver to the near side is number seven, Landon Ho. Man comes in motion. There's another whistle. Three seconds to go on the play clock, so it wasn't that. Let's see, we've got another procedure penalty against Springville. The third one of this possession for Springville. Something's, wow. something's not a lot of discipline right there. So now to be third down and 14. 
Back to the same offensive set for Sprinkle. Baldwin gets the snap, fakes, wants to throw, has a receiver, and he juggles it, maintains it, and going to still come up as he crosses at the 40-yard line. Still going to be a yard, yard and a half shy of the first down, where it'll be fourth down. That was kind of a hot potato he threw, and the receiver had a hard time holding on to it, but yeah, finally did. He did a good, a good job, but for sure he threw it uh, very hard with a short route. So fourth down and one, and they're going for it, and Baldwin – they may be trying to just draw for a thing, yeah. yeah, hard count. Still 25 seconds on the play clock. Bob won't get it. They're going to hand on the sweet right. He's going to cut it up, and he's going to be – I believe he's short. Let's see what kind of mark he got. It looks like from the guy on this side, he's going to be short. Fort Payne's going to stop him on fourth. Boy, they did that little sweet right to uh, Smith, and Fort Payne stood him up. Yeah, he's well short of the first down. Yeah, just running off that right tackle, and uh, looked like there was a hole there, and Fort Payne closed it down, and a big fourth down stand. They're going to measure this, I would assume, but you can clearly see yeah. from here that he was shy of the first down, so a big stop by the Cats and get the ball back. Well, they went through it on their own 40-yard line, so they had to a lot of, uh, uh, well, they, they really thought their linemen could get that much for them, but it, and it is short. So their confidence was not rewarded, and then Fort Payne will take it over a great field position just outside the Springville 40-yard line. Nice, Brett, when you're looking for your first possession, you only got to go 40 yards. Yes. So J.D. Blaylock, of course, the Wildcat quarterback in the backfield beside him will be Hunter Love as, as our normal each week. And this will be our first shot here on uh, offense. As J.D.'s in the shotgun with Love to his left. We don't have those procedure penalties. Going to hand off to Love. Going to dive over the top. Going to pick up about three yards. We'll call it second down. It's a second down and a long seven. Just we'll go with second and eight. Now they move the ball up a little more, so now it's closer to second down and seven. So J.D. again in the shotgun, getting going to hand off, fake it, throws across the middle, has the receiver open. He's got Burt at the 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Sawyer Burt. Well, as Coach said the other day, we didn't use Sawyer enough, so we go to him right off the bat here and a big touchdown from uh, about 40, well, 38 yards out. Yeah, good play and a really good play call there. And, and Sawyer, we, we've said that game after game, we, we need to get him the ball with his size and, and uh, uh, even earlier than that. that was He was well downfield, but a, a beautiful play call and, and, and well executed. Good play by Sawyer. He's a tall guy, and he had to reach down below his knees to cluck that ball out of the air and turned around and scored. That hit me and you in the chest. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Oh, Alex will try to attack on the extra point. Holds good. Kick is up, and like usual, the kick is good. So with 9.17 to go in the first quarter, the turnover is expensive for Springville as Fort Payne takes a 7 to nothing lead. Well, it couldn't be any scripted any better for the Wildcats. Good job by the defense stopping Springville as they go for it on fourth and basically a foot. And Fort Payne only takes two plays to go the 40 yards for the 
touchdown. Well, and most of these teams are going to key on Hunter because we've given it to Hunter so so much. Uh, Sawyer's going to be open, uh, blocked a lot. A lot of his plays are, are executed as a block, but uh, that's a great throw and catch and, and, and a really good play call. Alex will again put the ball down on the Fort Payne 40, kick this one off. And an excellent start for the Wildcats. They'll send two receivers back deep. Williams and Lawler back at the five-yard line for Springville as Alex gets set to put a toe into it. His first one was a little past halfway through the end zone. So Alex puts it into this one. Again, a line drive going to be fielded, and it goes through his hands into the end zone where it'll be a touchback. And it'll be first and 10 from the 20-yard line. So Baldwin this time, Brett brings his team out, but they trail by seven. Yeah, Fort Payne putting a little pressure on in Springville showing, you know, they've uh, uh, they're they come out of fourth down in their own territory, go for it. Fort Payne, big stand there. But uh, Springville shows that they're, uh, they're going to be very aggressive against us tonight. Baldwin still your quarterback at this time, and it running back Honeycutt, a 5'10", 190-pounder. He's to the right side of Baldwin. And believe it or not, there's a whistle. Let's see if this is going to be their fourth procedure penalty. No, this time Fort Payne get donates five yards to Springville. They'll bring it out to the 25-yard line, where now it's first and five. Baldwin with the snap, going to throw a little spiral out to the right side, caught there, and he's going to be close to the first down. Was that five? It caught it coming out of the uh, from the backfield, I believe. I believe it was. Daryl Prater read that when he was coming down the line, and you know Daryl's listed as six foot two ten, but I, he's grown so much this year. I saw him the other day, and he's I think he's past six foot two ten, but he he runs down the line like a defensive back, just a lot of athletic ability. So first down on the Honeycutt run they're, they're gonna fake it this time to honeycutt he's gonna keep it breaks mm. open at the 40 he's at the 50 the fort Payne 40 the fort Payne 30 20 10 knocked out of bounds inside the five at the four yard line well you couldn't do a better job of reading your play on that one than did their quarterback baldwin and baldwin's got a ton of just super size but he just showed us he can run he also can run a lot of speed. Yep, Fort Payne gives up the big play. And they'll have it first and goal from the four-yard line. Yeah, Springville trying to tie this game up. Again, Baldwin in the shotgun. Going to sweep right. Nothing there. Fort Payne's going to drop him back at the five for a loss. Honeycutt. Will Green making the tackle for Fort Payne. A good job for Will Green stopping him. Yeah, Fort Payne had several guys there, just good pursuit to the ball, and uh, he, he never really had a chance to get to the end zone. So second down now and goal from the five-yard line. 8.20 to go here in the first quarter, and Fort Payne's up 7 to nothing. Baldwin again going to keep, going to look for our opening. Nothing there, and he's just going to get by. Might have lost a half a yard. Yeah, they're going to mark, and he lost about a half yard on that one. 
he just waited and waited, hoping something would open. And that's the problem with that, Brett. If nothing opens, you're in trouble. And nothing opened up for Baldwin that time. So it's third and goal now from the six. Again, we look across that front line for Springville, and they've got a lot of size, but Fort Payne's really doing a really good job of getting a good push up front and, and stopping the run. So again, Baldwin, he'll take the snap, looks back, and there's a whistle again. Flag comes from the referee in the backfield. Illegal procedure, they're fourth of the first quarter. So that'll move it back to about the 11-yard line where it'll be third and goal from there. So they're going in the wrong direction. After the big run, they've gone downhill. I think I know one thing they're going to talk about at halftime. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> so here we go now, third and goal from the 11. Baldwin dropping back, getting a lot of pressure, set, setting up the screen, and they're going to trip him up, and he's just going to, going to get down to near the six-yard line. Good play that time by Fort Payne reading that screen, Brett, and making the stop. Yeah, the play looked like it was was developing in a, in a real good way for Springville, but Fort Payne does a really good job. Daryl Prater again sniffing that one out and doing, making a big big tackle. He misses that tackle. He's in for the touchdown. Yeah, Springville did a great job of uh, letting the Fort Payne defenders through the line, but thanks to Prater, they stop him. So they're going to try the field goal here. It'll be a... 24-yard field goal. The kick is up. Let's see. It's drifting. No good. Off to the right. So the 24-yard field goal is no good. Fort Payne holds on to that 7 to nothing lead with 6.48 to go here in the first quarter. Well, it doesn't look like we're going to have to worry about their field goal kicker a whole lot. I hope not. That one uh, kind of a bloomed on him. I mean, it was up there floating, floating. Had yeah, to wait he, to see. Yeah, he missed that one for sure and ended up being off to the left. But he also looks like he got under it. It was straight up. You're right about that. So, Fort Payne will get the ball. They'll bring it back out to the 20-yard line. And Fort Payne will have it there first and 10. They lead 7 to nothing. We're under seven minutes to go here in the first quarter. So J.D. will bring the Cats out. And let's see, Hunter will be in the backfield. So that big 60-yard run or whatever it was, it had to be 60 yards, yes. was it not? Down to the three and then unable to score. Yeah. Good job by the defense. Here we go. Blaylock in the shotgun. Looks, wants to throw. Looking, looking, can't find anything. Brings it out of there, cutting to the left side. He'll get back to the 20 and run out of bounds there. So. No gain on the play, and uh, he just couldn't get a receiver open. He did a good job stepping up, though, against that defense. It looked like for a minute they might collapse on him. Yeah, he did, and, and our, it was like our receivers were running, ran into the defense. Of course, they're dropping, uh, trying not to let us get behind them, but uh, no one was open. It was good, good coverage by Springville. So, J.D. going to hand it off to Hunter. Hunter's going to slant left, spins. Don't get any room over there either. He might have got a half yard out to about the 20 and a half yard line. Now it's going to be third down and a long nine for Fort Payne. Well, if, once you see the size that Springville has up front, you see why we are uh, trying to trying to spread it, spread it out a little bit by, by showing them pass. Uh, these guys are big and going to be tough to handle all night. 
J.D. again looks, looks this time, throws a little sprint. Has a receiver there, and it's caught again by Burton. He's got the first down to the 35-yard line. Good job by Sawyer because that defender, number four, was all over him. Yeah, good, really good throw and catch. Good job again, like you said, by Sawyer. Good catch. Just drug across the middle of the field and uh, good pickup for the Wildcats. First down. J.D. with a good job throwing to that outside shoulder of Burt. So first and ten from the Fort Payne 35-yard line. Runner goes into motion to the far side. They're going to hand to Love. Hub looks, finds opening, across the 45 to the 47-yard line. Make it the 42, not the 47, the 42. Trying to give them five yards too many. So it'll be second down now in three after the seven-yard game. And Hunter's going to come off. He lost a shoe, so Hunter will have to come to the sideline. And they're going to send in, Fort Payne will send in Brown. number eight, Brown. Yeah, we're having some kind of discussion going on down there between both teams. So must be a little extracurricular activity somewhere around the <laughs> home the field. So and now they're going to send everybody. So it's going to be a heat break. So for 537 to go in the first quarter, it's Fort Payne 7, Springville 0. Back in one minute. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Hunter's back in there after taking advantage of the heat break. He gets the ball, crosses the 45, lowers his head to cross midfield down to the 49-yard line. Hunter had to come out because of a lost shoe, but when they took the water break, he was able to get his shoe back on and get in there, and he picks up a big, uh, some around eight yards on the carry. So it is going to be first and 10 for Fort Payne from the Springville 49-yard line. Actually, the center's holding the ball just inside the 50. Now Hunter and uh, had both of the running backs in the game. The whistle's going to sound. I hadn't seen this often where the, both the running backs were in the game. With Hunter and Brown both in there. A little pro set, 77 Cowboys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. J.D. gets the snap, fakes it, going to keep it himself, cuts it up the middle, slips a little bit. Still going to pick up uh, about three yards. We'll call it second down and seven. Ball at the 46-yard line of the Springville Tigers. There's that breeze. There's a breeze. Raymond must have brought the breeze. I've always thought he was full of air. Yeah, he brought it with him. <laughs> Here we go. Second down and seven. It's going to be Hunter sweeping to the right side. Can't find anything. It's going to be knocked down after no gain on the play. 
There is a flag across the field on the far side. Richardson made the tackle for Springville, but let's see. Let's see what the penalty is going to be. Chop block against Fort Payne. So that'll set the Cats back some. So it'll go from third and seven to third and a, quite a bit. Oh, they declined it. So Springville declines the penalty, so it will remain third down and almost eight. Brown comes out. Hunter again will be the lone back in the backfield alongside of J.D. We'll move Sawyer over to that right side. Number 82 for the Caps is on the near side. J.D. gets looks, looking on that left side, now comes back, sets up a screen, has mm. Hunter, he's at the 40, the 35, inside the 30, avoids the tackler, inside the 20, down to this 18-yard line. Boy, that time they set up that screen pass perfectly and a great job by the Wildcat offensive line getting down the field, making the blocks. Yeah, a lot of things look good with that play and, and definitely a great play call. So first and 10, the ball on the 18-yard line of the Tigers. Coming down on four minutes to go in the first quarter. J.D. gets time with Love, the long setback, going to it, hand it to Hunter. Started to go outside, cuts it back up in the middle, and will be down to the 14-yard line, a gain of about four on the play. So it'll be second down and six. So Fort Payne looking really composed and uh, just running this uh, offense efficiently. Still 15 seconds to go on the play clock as J.D. gets his team set. Takes. Going to hand to Hunter again. Slants to the right side. Hesitates a little bit. And who he who hesitates gets hit. He might have got a yard on the play. We'll say it's going to be third down and five. Ladd made the tackle for Springville. So third down and five. They'll get Prater off. Does the Cats. And here we go, a big third down and five. Again, two running backs. J.D. looks, wants to throw, throws. Has Sawyer Birdie makes another grab. I believe that's Sawyer down at the five-yard line. Oh, about as far away as you can get from us, but it is Sawyer, his third catch of the night. So they meant it when they said they were going to try to go to Sawyer. Really, really good job by J.D. of, of, of receiving the snap and getting rid of it quick. That, that's really important because we a lot of times we'll run ourselves into the defense, and by the time he looks up or makes a decision, we're already defended. But really good job of getting rid of it early and uh, letting Sawyer be open. Good, good play by Sawyer also. First and goal from the four-yard line. J.D. again going to hand off. Hunter's going to slant to the near side. Finds opening, drives his in. Touchdown, Hunter Love. Goes four yards, and Fort Payne goes up 13-0 with 2.10 to go here in the first quarter. Really good job again of Fort Payne mixing things up, and uh, I think we see that with Hunter's. Probably going to see that with Hunter's stats. Uh, uh, tonight, just, just mixing it up and giving him more of an opportunity, kind of keeping the defense on their heels. 
So Alex will try to tack on the 14th point of the evening for the Cats. Good snap, good hold, kick is up, and it is drilled good. So with 2.10 to go here in the first quarter of play, it's Fort Payne 14, the Springville Tigers nothing. Well, you can't beat the start for the Cats on both sides of the ball. Shown up big time on defense a couple of times, and then both times they've had possession of the ball, been able to drive the field, uh, although it was only a 40-yard drive that first time, but this time they had to go a long ways to get the touchdown. Yeah, and I hadn't done a player-for-player player comparison versus our, our defense versus their offense, but with that kind of size, like you said, Roger, huge stand in the, in that, in the first quarter with that with possession where they go for it on fourth down just to see what we would do, and we, we stand. Defense does a really good job. So, Alex, again, we'll put the ball down at our 40-yard line, kick it off to the Springville Tigers, or they're going from our still going from our right to our left as we still have 2.10 to go here in the first quarter. We're paying up 14-0. Can't counter chickens before the hatch, but Fort Payne could go on to win this, and we'd be – 2-0 in the region. That's a pretty good place to be. And, you know, there were a lot of talk that maybe this Springville team might be the best team other than Oxford in our region. Probably behind Fort Payne the way it looks. But Right. This is similar to start as we had against Arab. There's the kick. Again, Alex almost fell down, but he puts a foot into that, and it goes off the crossbar. Almost scored a three. So they'll put the ball on the 20-yard line, and Springville will have their third try on offense. And so far, they've moved the ball half decently, but then they uh, run into that Fort Payne defensive wall, and they've uh, – not been able to put any points on the board. Quarterback's going to hand off, and Fort Payne's all over it. I didn't see who was in there in the backfield. Allen was in on the carry. But Fort Payne was all over him. Loss of three on the play. It'll be second down and 13. Was that Makai Maxwell that made that stop? I think it was Makai that got in there. So Baldwin again looks, wants to throw, has a receiver over there at the sideline, but he's hit immediately after he makes the grab and gets the lost three plus about three more. It's going to be third down and seven. So Fort Payne to play away here, a stop away from getting the ball back. Again, Maxwell looks, throws out, has receiver open, makes Fort Payne miss, and that's going to give him the first down. Well, he cut back and lost the first down, but still falls forward now and has it at the 31-yard line. He had the first down, then tried to cut it back and get a little more leverage and lost the first down, but able to fall forward for it. So first and 10 from the 31-yard line. Baldwin again in the shotgun. 
Looks over to the sideline. They looks like they were changing their play. Triple receivers to the near side, single receiver to the far side. Fulpain's going to have to use a linebacker on coverage on this side. Again, he gets it. Baldwin, look, looks, been flushed. Going to do a little Jeter pass out. Uh, the old whoopee pass or the Utah pass. And he's picked up by the tight end, number 87. He's going to get about three, maybe four yards. Makai Maxwell again made the tackle for the Cats. So it's going to be second down and seven. Just a little delay slash uh, screen there. The tight end slide across the middle. But both times we've sniffed that out. Really good job of the defense. That number 87 is a load, 256-3. And that's the end of the first quarter. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing over the Springville Tigers. We'll take a one-minute break. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, we're back at Wildcat Stadium looking at a second down and seven is the Springville Tigers. As we start this second quarter, Fort Payne's up 14 to nothing. Baldwin again, your quarterback for Springville. In the backfield alongside him is, I believe it's Daniel Smith. Kind of harder there's slanted away from us. Again, they look over to the side. Baldwin with the snap, going to fake it to Smith, going to keep it. Fort Payne's going to hit him and going to drive him back and maybe a loss of a half yard. Yeah, and they're going to end up marking him right at the 35, so he's going to get a foot maybe out of it. So third down and a long six. Yeah, Roger, we talked about opening up with those two teams over and over, Briarwood Christian and, and Gadsden City, and although the scores wasn't outcome we wanted them to be, we knew that it would prepare us more for the region. And I, I was just looking at, at Springville, and they did – really right opposite of what we've done. So they have not seen the teams that we've had. Might be a difference maker in this game. Fort Payne, oh man, should have intercepted that. As Baldwin tried to hit his receiver near the near side. And Fort Payne had three guys around him. If that last guy had uh, looked around in time, I believe he could have picked that one off. Uh, so it'll be fourth down and about seven. That was Cam Thomas back, one of the ones back there on defense. Cam will drop back now, and he'll be the lone receiver back to get this field, this punt. He'll stand at the Fort Payne 30 and now backs up just inside the 30-yard line. No pressure from the Cats. Nice driving kick nice from Springville. Cam will drop back, calls for the fair catch, and will make it at the 22-yard line. We'll be first and 10 for Fort Payne. 
I talked a little bit Wednesday night when we take the uh, pregame show. We hadn't had the return yardage this year on our kicking game like we have last couple of years, but at least we're protecting the ball. Yeah, Cam's done a really good job, and, and uh, you know, we've had some – we've had a list of punt returners the last few years with Ken Holster and with Shaddix and probably as good as good as we've had. Yeah, you can go back, back to Randy way back when. So here we go, first and 10 from the 22-yard line. J.D. He takes the snap, going to hand the fake to Hunter. He's going to keep it. He's going to run into a wall, and he's going to lose about a yard. Back to the 21-yard line, so a loss of one for J.D., so it'll be second down and 11. Brown will come out of the game. And that will leave Hunter Love the long setback, and J.D.'s under center. J.D. with the snap, hands to Love. Love tucks it, cuts inside. They get him by the ankles, and he falls out to the 26-yard line. About five yards on the carry, so it's going to be third down now and a long five. Near six. We'll call it third down and six. And Brown will come back in for the Cats, so he'll be in that backfield alongside J.D. and Hunter Love. Cats need seven, long six for a first down. J.D. looks, looks, sets up the screen again, has mm, Hunter, nice. Hunter at the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, down to the 48-yard line of Springville. There's a flag at the line of scrimmage. Usually a hold, the hold area. Lineman downfield. Nell's an eligible receiver, which usually that was, I guess, a, I don't know if it was a lineman or not. But anyway, that'll no, avoid the big pickup from the screen. So, hey, we've drawn, got that screen twice, ran it for big yards both times. Yeah, ran it to perfection. Beautiful, uh, perfect timing on the play call and, and, and just a beautiful throw by J.D. and good catch. Coach says you got to have – Discipline and not make these mistakes that cost you, and this is going to cost us a first down uh, out near their territory. So now third down and about 22 to go as the ball's back on the Fort Payne 22. J.D. looks, drops back, looking, looked at Burt, can't find anybody. He's got to run the ball. Get rid of it. Finally he does, and it's dropped. I'm not sure he didn't step out of bounds actually before – he threw the ball, but anyway, it was incomplete. He tried to hit Marcus Ledford out near the 40-yard line, which would have been a first down. So now it's fourth down. So Poe will be back to receive for Springville, back inside the Springville 30-yard line. Alex inside the Fort Payne 10. See if he can put a drive into this one. I said not any wind to speak of. Good job by Alex Field. It puts a toe in, too. Mm. Nice, easy driving kick. Fair catch. Call for it, the 31-yard line, 32-yard line. So, Springville have it on their own 32. We're with 9.38 here in the second quarter. Fort Payne still up 14 to nothing. Well, a silly mistake that time cost Fort Payne uh, to end the drive. 
Yeah, and J.D. had two <laughs> beautiful passes, one caught and pen penalized, and another one uh, Marcus couldn't just couldn't quite hold on to. It was tough behind him just a little bit, but it had been a, been a great catch, but uh, uh, throwing the ball well. There's a flag again, going to be another procedure call against Springville. That'll be their sixth one of the game, if indeed that's what it is. You know, we've had we've, we've had a couple of games, Roger, you know, where really nothing got called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is making yeah, a game. Make These guys hadn't missed much. Six <laughs> procedure calls here in a, less than a quarter and <laughs> yeah, a half. Yeah. I mean, I wish they'd miss one. <laughs> <laughs> so first and 15, Fort Payne's going to back off the line. Baldwin looks, getting pressure, dumps it on that left side. Fort Payne's got a tackler there and misses the tackle. Receiver got loose. He's going to pick up that five yards. He hit number eight at uh, Greg Frederick. Senior, six foot 195, picks up. About six yards, actually, so it'll be second down and nine. Steve said second and 15, but I believe it's second and about nine. Again, they're going to hand off up the middle. Little running room, spinning, going to be near the first down. That was number nine on the carry. Smith, Daniel Smith. And they're going to say he made the yardage you needed for the first down for Springville. Out to the 43, the nose of the ball just about at the 43 yard line, the Springville's own 43. In ball when looking over to the sideline, maybe changing the play. Running backs to either side of him. And they're gonna hand off to Smith. He's going to break through that line. Fort Payne's going to catch up to him after he picks up about five. Now they're still. They didn't blow the whistle, and he keeps driving, and now he's going to pick up seven. We're going to give him eight, From looks like, from here. So, yeah, eight-yard carry. So, second down and two. I thought then surely they'd blown the whistle. Yeah, I would just, just to protect the players a lot of times, I feel like you should blow the whistle on that play. You get too many bodies coming in. So second down and two again, both running backs in the backfield. Going to hand off this time to number 22. He's the first time I've noticed in here. Bennett, I think, is the guy's name. Patrick Bennett. And that picks up the first down to the Fort Payne 45-yard line. About time for another procedure penalty. Going to keep it on a quarterback keeper right up the middle. Baldwin's hit. Got about a half yard. They'll probably give him one on it. So it'll be second down and nine. Prater made the tackle for Fort Payne. That time Bennett took one little step back, then went right up the middle. Only could pick up the near one yard on the play. In Baldwin in the shotgun, takes the snap, looks, throws over the middle, has it batted down, I believe. 68, Roger. How, right tackle. What? 
Is he the 6'5", 300? Yeah, for them, number 68. It doesn't say on there. Let me see on this one. I'm sure it does, though. He is huge. Let's see. The right guard is the one that's – no, 305 is number 53, the right tackle. 68. I just didn't know yeah. 68. Well, he's moved to the other side. Maybe the left tackle. And we're going to have a whistle. Got a procedure call to get to. Against Springville, they're seventh here in a quarter and a half. Timeout. Well, they're going to get the timeout, I guess, before the penalty. So, 7.01 to go in the first half. It's 14 to nothing, Fort Payne. Back in one minute. Hey, friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. Just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. Well, we're back at Wildcat Stadium. We've got seven minutes, seven and one seconds to go here before halftime. Fort Payne's up 14 to nothing. And Springville has the ball at the Fort Payne 49-yard line, looking at a third down. And looks like about 14 after the five-yard. There was a penalty before the timeout, Brett. So they penalize them back five. That's their number, what, number eight procedure penalty. Wow. So now third and 14. Now the official gets out of the way, and Baldwin will be back in the shotgun. Smith on his right, left side. Baldwin looks like he wants to throw. Fort Payne comes through, jump pass, caught wide open Smith out of the backfield to 30 down to the 26-yard line. We got Daniel Smith sneaking out of that backfield. Nobody within 10 yards of him, and he's able to pick up a big first down on third and 14. So they mark the ball right on the 25. Baldwin going to hand to the fullback. Smith again driving, breaking the tackle, still driving, going to pick up, I believe he's going to have close to eight yards on the carry. Inside the 20, it'll be second down. Let's say second down and seven as he picked up seven yards on the carry. So second down and three. Baldwin looks, wants to throw. No pressure. Little spiral down there and called into the end zone for the touchdown. Well, Fort Payne had a guy there, but he never looked around. And the receiver just made a good catch out there, and they've cut the lead. Yeah, Springville looked really good on that drive. A running back still hitting. The, they've got several really good running backs, but uh, – a good job of mixing the pass and the run up, and the quarterback still looking good, and you can tell he's got a ton of potential. So they'll try to put on the extra point. Holds up good. The kick is up, and the kick is 
good. So with 6.15 to go in the first half, Springville cuts it in half. It's Fort Payne 14, Springville 7. Few mistakes in that drive on defense when Fort Payne probably had them stopped, allowed them to keep momentum and score on that uh, possession. Like you said, Springville's borderline set a record for movement on the offensive line, and they're still just down seven. Yeah, can you believe the eight procedure calls? Penalties here in the first half. I don't believe I've ever seen that before. Well, after half, we'll get a chance to listen to the Wildcat band. We've been seeing the visiting bands the last couple of weeks, but they will get a chance to see the homeboys and girls play. So Fort Payne will send back Cam Thomas on near our side. Can we make out what number that is on the far side? I believe it's maybe, I can't, can't tell. It's 83, maybe. It may be Aikens and Thomas on the far side, but Aikens here on the near side. And they'll put a toe into it. Should get a little return out of this inside the 10, the 15, the 20, 25, and knock down there. That was Alex Aikens making the return, so it was Alex on the near side. So Fort Payne will have it first and 10 on their own 25-yard line. Simmons made the tackle for the Tigers. And we'll see how J.D. and the boys are feeling after they've been on the bench for a little while as Springville had the drive for the touchdown. So J.D. under center. Going to hand to Hunter. Hunter's going to go right up the middle and nothing there. Looks like they're going to give him about a yard on the carry. So it'll be second down and nine. Got enough timeout by the officials. Guess this is going to be the heat timeout. 5.54 to go in the second quarter. It's 14-7. Cats be back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. 
after the heat timeout. Fort Payne's going to have J.D. on the keeper coming to the near side. Crosses the 30. Volley's a tile. 35, 40, 45, 50. Inside their territory at the 35, 30. Got the sideline. Going to go all the way. Touchdown. J.D. Blaylock goes 74 yards down left end for the touchdown. Really good blocks and good moves by J.D. You think you Right here in the beginning, you think he's tackled a couple of times, but just some really good moves and good speed by J.D. Oh, absolutely. Boy, once he got that sideline, he started pulling away. They only had one guy really chasing him, and he was able just to pull away from him, and Fort Payne's going up by a couple of touchdowns again if they can get this extra point. That's the way to answer back, isn't it? Very quickly. So Alex will tempt the extra point out of the hold of J.D. High snap, hold those down. The kick is up, and it is good. So with 5.35 to go now here in the first half, it is Fort Payne 21, Springville 7. You know, that has to be a little bit discouraging for Springville, Brett. They work their tails off to drive down and finally get on the scoreboard. Then Fort Payne comes back and, what, two, three plays? Finishes off with a 74-yard run. Well, we'll get the Alex. We'll put it down again and... The 40-yard line, kick this one off. Springville will have five minutes and 35 seconds. See what they can do with it here before halftime. I don't really, I really don't know if I can remember J.D. with that speed. Well, he, t he turned it on. Well, Alex getting set to kick this one off. Fort Payne trying to go up to three and one on the season as Alex puts a toe into it, drives this one back, and this one is a good field goal, good. Well, Alex driving the ball well tonight. The way he's been kicking, even in warm-ups, I'd like to see him get a chance at a long field goal some point oh, yeah. tonight because he's really tying into the ball. But Springville have it first and 10 from their own 20. The last time they had it, Baldwin and company went the length of the field for the touchdown, led by the running of Daniel Smith and Baldwin at quarterback, again, going to hand it to Smith. He cuts back left, is hit, but avoids a tackler and going to pick up, and that's not going to be Smith this time. It's going to be and that Allen, Allen again, 25. Will, Will Abbott made the tackle for the Cats. Pick up a four. It'll be second down and six. Braves trailing the national six to three. Is that a final? And this time he's going to hand it to Allen again. Had him stop, breaks a tackle, breaks another one. He crossed the 35. Uh, after six. Daryl Prater made the stop for Fort Payne. 
Pickup of 11 by Smith that time. So first and 10 at the right on the 35-yard line of Springville. Again, Baldwin going to fake, going to throw out here and overthrow his receiver eight coming out of the backfield. They tried to hit number eight again. It's incomplete. Alex Aikens had the coverage for Fort Payne. Frederick just couldn't get to the ball. So second down now and 10. And there's a whistle again. Let's see what we got here. The official on the far side of the field blew the whistle. Now they're repositioning the ball. So second and 10. Baldwin with a snap looks. Wants to throw and he's going down. Fort Payne's number 94 is going to come in there and bring him down before he can get anything going. That was Heisman Brown. First sack of the game for either team. <laughs> All the way back to the 30. So now it's third and 15 for Springville. The Baldwin's going to be throwing the ball, coming to the right side. Going to throw, has a receiver. He steps out of bounds at the 40. Pick up of 10, but they're going to be five yards short. It'll be fourth and five. Again, he hit number eight, Frederick, but he stepped out of bounds. So you'd think surely with this stage of the game, they'll punt the ball away, and it looks like they're sending in their punting team. Get Cam Thomas back for the Cats to receive. Cam will get a little chance for a good return here. He's deep one. Good snap. He'll put a toe into it. Cam's going to go to his right. Well, it's going to drop way short, but take a Springville bounce. So everybody's going to back up and let it go out of bounds inside the 25 at the 22-yard line where Fort Payne will have it first and 10 from the 22. Three minutes, 50 seconds to go here in the second quarter. It's Fort Payne 21, Springville 7. 3.50 left here before that sounds like just a perfect amount of time for Fort Payne to put seven more on the board. So J.D. back in at quarterback, takes a snap, going to hand off to Hunter. Hunter pushes forward across the 25 to the 27-yard line. Gain of five. It'll be second and five. McAdams made the tackle along with Simmons. So second down and five. J.D. Fakes it, throws a little slant, and that was knocked away. Tried to go to uh, Bird again, and the ball was there. Now he threw a strike for sure, but it was well defended. I don't know if he got a hand on it or if uh, Sorry was just unable to come up with it, but well thrown. Yep, that wasn't uh, – J.D. couldn't have thrown that one any better. So third down now in five. 
Again, it's Hunter Love set to the right of J.D. in the shotgun. He'll take the snap. Wants to throw. Can't find anybody sprinting out to the right. Looks like he could have some running room, but he ran right into the defender, and they tackle him for about a three-yard loss. Back at the 25. He had that guy one-on-one, Brett, and he decided to cut it back up and went right into the defender's arms. Had a little room on the outside. So Alex will drop back to his own 10 to punt this one away. And Springville's here should really come away with some good field position. As Alex can really tattoo one here. Yeah, if J.D. trusts his speed there and just runs for the sideline, mm -hmm. I don't know that he's caught, but he he, uh, he seemed to think he was going to run over that guy. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't work, did it? Barely got it off before the clock. High spiraling kick. Going to call for the fair catch and let it go over his head. Takes a Fort Payne bounce down to the 10, down to the five-yard line, and it'll be downed right on the five-yard line. And Springville will have to go 95 yards to get the touchdown. 70 yards on the kick. Well, we did that a couple of weeks ago down at Gadsden City, didn't we, when we didn't pick up a, a kick, and we let it go inside the five and then ended up suffering a safety. Well, the Springville return man, you know, he needs to give him, you know, wherever he thinks he needs to be, he needs to drop 10 more yards anyway because it's likely he's going to misjudge a punt that far. It's, it's uh, Baldwin again hands off. I'm sorry, Brett. Baldwin handed off to Smith, and he's going to drive to that left side. Like I said, it really cost you if you, you know, if you let that go over your head like that. It really cost you. Gain of about one yard on the play, so it'll be second down in nine. Under two minutes now to go here before the half. Fort Payne up 21 to seven. And they don't appear to be in any big hurry. And I guess with their bad field position, I guess you can see why. Again, they're going to hand off to Smith. He goes to that left side. It wasn't Smith that time. It was the number 24, I believe. Bennett, number 22, Patrick Bennett. Jaden Dubose made the tackle. Third and 10. Third and 10, and Fort Payne's going to use a timeout. 1.32 to go. It's 21-7, Cats. Back in one minute. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Springville looking at a third and 11 from their own four-yard line. 
Cats with a chance here to make the stop and get the ball back with a good bit of time left on the first half clock. They're going to hand and go right up the middle to Smith. He's going to come up about four yards shy of the first down. It was Bennett that time, rather, Smith. It is going to be fourth and about three. I don't think, uh, surely they won't go for it here, not with the clock at 125. Fort Payne, I believe, take a, takes another timeout. So they're wanting to get the ball back here with uh, over a minute to go before the half, and they should come away with good field position. That is, assuming that Springville's going to punt the ball away, and you know, surely. Hard to believe they wouldn't, <laughs> but they'd go for it if they're on 13-yard line needing, well, they've, it looked like three at the beginning. Now they've worked it down to about a one, needing one during the timeout. <laughs> of course, they got Bennett and Smith, who can just shown they've been able to run the ball. So, but yeah, it'd be foolish to go for it here. They've also got a really good punter. Uh, he's had a couple of really good punts so far tonight. Well, they're in line like they're going for it here. Maybe they'll send it in the quarterback will do a little kick. Fort Payne can't decide who's got to be in the game and out. So they're going for it, apparently. And they bring Cam back in, and they're going to try to draw Fort Payne off, I believe, is what their motive is. Can't believe they go for it. Send a runner in motion to the near side. Again, caught a hard count. Nobody fell for that one. Down to six seconds to go here on the play clock, so they're going to have to call a timeout and punt the ball away. So Springville calls a timeout. We'll be back in one minute for their punt. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. Well, they came back a little ahead of time. Punt's going to be shanked off to the right side. Going to Pull up there, gets a little bit of a Springville bounce, but it's going to roll dead at the Springville 42-yard line. And Fort Payne's got 113 before half. Yeah, and again, they punt away from our return, man. Uh, just hoping for the good roll and, and, and lessen the chance of the return. But uh, Fort Payne pick it up with good field position. Yeah, we already probably got three already. <laughs> Count Alex's yep. leg. Well, they got 113, Fort Payne with one timeout left. Springville also with one timeout remaining. I don't think Fort Payne's wanting to settle for a field goal here. I think they'd love to put another seven on the board. Again, J.D. moves back, looks, throws out a little out pass to the side, caught, going down to the 32-yard line to Brody Bruce. Right at the first down marker. Super productive, I'm telling you. When J.D. gets rid of the ball quick and just that real tight route, we don't run into the defense. Uh, uh, very productive throwing the ball. And only took four seconds off the clock. So second down and one. J.D. again with a snap. Hunter going to fake it to Hunter. J.D.'s going to keep it and run out of bounds around the 29-yard line. Be first and ten for the Cats. Another good play call. You know, everybody locked in on Hunter, tried to do a little misdirection. J.D. 
keeping the ball, but uh, a couple of guys doing a good job staying at home for Springville. Fort Payne, no need to really be in a hurry here. They have that timeout. A minute four to go here before the half. J.D. again looks, wants to throw the ball, sets up the screen, has Hunter to 25. The 20 cuts inside to 15, the 10. Gets loose, five, touchdown, Hunter Love. And is there a flag? No, there's not a flag. Hunter Love goes for the Fort Payne touchdown. Just a little delayed screen. I'd like to know what the average pickup tonight with that play is. You know, we had the one big one called back. Yeah. And if we filter that in, oh, it's got to yeah, be huge. Yeah, yeah, it's 40 plus. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and once Hunter builds up that steam, there ain't nobody out there on that other team no. wanting to come up and tackle no, him. No. So Alex will try to put on the extra point, make it a 28 to seven game. There's the good hold, the good kick, and Fort Payne leads 28 to seven. 54.9 seconds to go here before the half. Well, you know, you, things just worked out perfectly with Fort Payne, getting the stop, holding them in the air, and getting good field position, and what, four plays later, a touchdown. And did a good job managing that clock. Took very little off of it. Let's see if uh, Springville can make such good use of their 54 seconds. I think they'll be ready to hit the halftime, don't you? Talk about being still on the offensive line, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have as many in the second quarter, though, did they? But they're up to, what, no. eight? They were on eight? eight. They had eight last, last count procedure calls. And I really couldn't detect what – well, I saw a couple of times somebody moved, but for the most part – the whistle blew before they even had a chance to like to move or anything. So Alex will put this one in there, and we'll assume it'll be a touchback. And there's the kick. And this one, once again, almost a field goal. And they'll bring it out to the 20 where it'll be first and 10 for the Tigers. I believe next week we're off. Is that not, I believe, uh, looking at my schedule, I think we're off yeah. next week, aren't we? Uh, for some reason, I thought we had Etowah at home. I think that's after the it week, week okay. we're okay. off, I think. Okay. You're probably right then. Never assume I'm right about oh, yeah. anything. But I do believe that uh, we're I, off next week. Roger, if I don't show up. It's because of you, okay? <laughs> well, if you're not here, I'm not going to be here either. So, And Baldwin rolls back, gets out of uh, the pressure. He's going to run it up the middle as he's forced to. He's going to pick up a few good yards. That clock's going to keep running under 45 seconds. Like I said, he just made do with what he could, and they don't want the clock to stop. Second down and four to go. Again, Baldwin's just going to hold on to it and be out near the first down. I believe he has the first down. Just got it. That'll stop the clock with 23 seconds to go here in the first half. You know, if you're Springville, you're, you're being extra careful here because that's 
pretty much an automatic three from right there with they have a turnover or anything. First down, clock's running, 17 and counting. Leighton Crow made that last tackle for the Cats. They're just going to let it run out, aren't they? Yeah, they don't have to. There's 15 on the play clock and eight on the game clock. So that's going to end the first half of the play. Fort Payne with a great first half. Leads 28-7. We'll be back in three minutes. Hey, friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any maker model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. Just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Halftime at Wildcat Stadium. The Cats lead the Tigers 28 to 7. The Wildcat marching band taking the field, and let's go down and listen in to their halftime show.
First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. Just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. 
got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Well, Webb, we're hearing you, whether anybody else is or not. We're hearing you up here in the booth, and uh, I know you're down getting set for Coach when he comes out. Uh, Brett, the first half, everything went good for both both offensively and defensively for Fort Payne. Yeah, we looked really good uh, defensively, like I said, on that first stand. They go for it on fourth down, and then that's a game changer for sure. Momentum get, helps the offense get out there, but offensively we're spreading the well, running the ball well, throwing the ball. Uh, just great play calling. And they have their long drive of the night to score their long touchdown, and just how when we were wondering really how Fort Payne would take that happening, we come back and in four plays score uh, featuring a 74-yard run by J.D. Yeah, and again, I keep going back to that. I'm sure Coach Elmore probably would correct me, but – I just this JD's doing such a good job of throwing the ball. It's keeping them on the heels, uh, their heels for sure. Springville and also uh, it's opening holes up for Hunter, and uh, also the, the short running game is is just uh, uh, or the running game itself. It's uh, opening up a lot for, for for the the run game. JD had that big run in the first half. Mm -hmm. We know we saw his speed and and Hunter's had those little delayed screens and like we we made the joke of it that that play's probably picked up 40 yards and each of each time it's been ran yeah and you know hunter's yardage is always deceptive every week i think well i bet he got 100 in it during the week i'll hear where he had 160 or yeah, yeah. year or more so it's kind of deceptive those yards he has and again tonight nobody's found an answer for his power game running up the middle and he he seems a little faster tonight than he has in the first couple of games and you know what's impressive about hunter is is that this most of the things we've played including springville which A-Rab might have been the smallest defensively mm -hmm. on that defensive front. 
but uh, Springville, we've got a first-hand look. They've got tons of size up front and everything that's needed to stop a running, a running back like Hunter, and they've been unable to stop him. Coach told us during his uh, his show prior to the game that they wanted to go to a little bit a little bit more to Sawyer Burton. They certainly did that the first half. Yeah, Sawyer's uh, <clears throat> he's too big and strong not to go to him, and such such a such a good target. And uh, like I said, he had a really good catch there in the first quarter to carry it on in for a touchdown. So it's it's good to see him getting getting some uh, passes thrown his way. Well, we're counting down toward five minutes to go here at the half, and let's take another two minute break. And by then, maybe the teams will be out and we can catch Coach uh, Elmore. We'll be back in two minutes. Fort Payne's up 28-7. to First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, i got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. Well, we're back at Wildcat Stadium. Counting down under two minutes here to go uh, during the half. Fort Payne's up 28 over a day, Ralph. And we see the 
Tigers coming back onto the field on the far side of the field sideline over against the visitors' bleachers. And as you said, they trail 28-7. to And any time now, we should have Coach Elmore and get his thoughts uh, on the first half. I can't think of anything he could say any different really than what we've said, but being a coach, I'm sure he's going to find something to say. You know, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, of course, played for his dad, so I'm thinking about what Coach Jerry would say. You know, this is one of those games where it seems like there hadn't been as many points scored as there has been, but it could be it could turn around very quickly. So you, you, you can't let your guard down, and I think he's, he's probably coaching them at halftime to keep keep up the momentum and, and uh, uh, just – kind of stay anxious as far as uh, don't necessarily look at the score. So, uh, Yeah, I believe you're right. That's, that's, that'd be a good bit of advice. Don't worry about the scoreboard. Just play your game. And uh, I think that would be a good bit of good advice coach could have given them there at the half. As the horn sounds, typically they'll put about three minutes more up on the clock before we get the second half kickoff. Hey, buddy. Good. And we're still waiting on Coach to get out there. Webb's there on the sideline. He's ready, and we're ready just as soon as the coach is ready. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the first half. And like we said, a good first half, both sides of the ball for the Wildcats, offensively and defensively. So they're putting maybe they're putting their game together here on this uh, second region game of the season. And it'd be a good advantage for us to go out 2-0 in the region. Here comes Coach. Go ahead and talk with him, Britt. When he gets his stuff on. Hey, Coach, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear us, Coach? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you loud and Coach, clear. good first half. Uh, Roger and I were just talking about. Uh, give us your take on, uh, on, on the first half. Yeah, um, you know, with the exception of a couple penalties that killed a couple of drives on offense, I thought we played really well on offense, made some big third down plays, uh, hit them on the screen a couple times. Uh, not getting a lot with Hunter in the middle just yet, but that's part of the they're, – they're pretty big inside, so we've been able to throw the ball on the perimeter a little bit. And I thought our defense has played really well against a good quarterback in 13. We gave them a couple big plays. Uh, they gave them that one touchdown, but other than that, we played solid on defense. You know, Coach, in the first half, well, offensively, we kind of spread the wealth. We said some great play calling and uh, uh, good, some good runs by Hunter, beautiful passing by J.D., and, and the defense looks good to us. Uh, what, do you what do you tell your team at halftime up 28-7? Just keep playing. I mean, that's the biggest thing. We have. We've yet to have a game that we've played the third quarter very well. So I think that's the challenge is can we come out here and play the third quarter well uh, and play like it's 0-0. And I know that's a cliche every coach would say, but it's the tr we got to come and dominate this quarter uh, and see if we can get further ahead and, and not relax. Because you're right, we have played. We've, we've spread the ball around. We've got the ball to Sawyer more like we wanted to do. Uh, JD's made some good decisions. Uh, we've got to keep doing that. I've got to keep getting some good play calls, and, uh, and we've got to keep executing. Yeah, I was going to mention, Sawyer spoke on your show the other night about trying to get Sawyer more involved, and you, you certainly have done that. And 
Also, J.D. getting loose on the sideline for that 74-yard run didn't hurt us at all. Yeah, I'll give J.D. credit for that one. He said, Coach, we need to run the bootleg. I, I, and I didn't like running it left because I don't like him running left where he's got to throw left. But he said, Coach, I'll just run it. And he called it himself. He said, I, we can get it. And he's right. He got out there and got loose and it was a big play. So, uh, heads up by him to think of that, too. Coach, we'll talk to you after all the right. game. Good luck here in the second half. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, Coach said, Brett, just exactly what we thought he was going to say. Yeah, he's a, a really a, just a really a good first half, and and you know it's it's uh, keeping the morale up of these guys and keeping them not not letting them lull themselves to sleep in this in this first half or the second half. Um, we know that Springville's got potential. They got the size. They got the running backs. They got the receivers to come back. I mean, it's 28-7. There's a whole second half left. So right now, I think coach is just focusing on keeping keeping keep just continue to play. Like he said, continue to play. Well, you know, I know. Uh, a coach wouldn't like the position Springville's in now, but a lot of times players or teams do play better when they're behind. I'm sure they'd rather not be 21 points behind, though. Well, in Springville, too, you, you go back and look at the teams that they've played. Uh, they hadn't played the Briarwoods, and they hadn't played the Gadsden Cities, and they, they haven't seen, you know, speed and the different, you know, uh, the, probably some teams that has not been quite their size. But uh, So they've, they've got a, a challenge on their hands tonight with Fort Payne, and, and I, don't see them, I don't see them to lay down. No, absolutely. I don't think so either. And as long as they have that 13, the quarterback, he's capable of making the big play, and also their running back has uh, shown uh, ability to get loose. Yeah, both all the running backs we've seen, the couple of running backs we've seen, they've hit the hole uh, the exact same way uh, every carry. And uh, if you turn them loose, they're going to break for some big runs. And, of course, this quarterback's very talented. And Fort Payne will get the ball to start the second half. So a chance to add on into that 21 to 7 or 28 to 7, the 21-point lead for Fort Payne. So we'll see as they play the, place the ball down on the 40-yard line. And we'll get this second half underway. And he'll put a toe into it. Going to come down short. Going to be fielded by Thomas around the 5, the 10, the 15. Has the 20 inside to the 25. And that's about where he's going to run into the wall. They might give him to 26. Saw a little lightning over to our left across the ridge. It needs to stay over there, Ron. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's not coming here. They're going to place the ball down right on the 25-yard line, where it'll be first and 10 for the Cats. Their first possession here in the second half. And J.D. still the quarterback. Hunter Love the lone setback. J.D. under center will take the snap, going to turn hand to Love. Love's just going to lower his head and plow forward, and he's going to have five yards as he crosses or gets right to the 30. You can do a lot of damage if you can average five yards a carry, can't you? Yes, you can. And you talked about Hunter's yardage, you know, at halftime. And he's he's got a lot of earned yardage. I mean, he earns a lot of his yardage, you know, just carrying two and three guys, just a big, strong running back. Coach said last week, Brett, he had uh, over 100 yards of uh, yards after contact. Wow. So second down and five after the five-yard love carry. Love is going to get it again, starts outside, cuts it back in, and he's going to get maybe a yard out of this one, so it's going to bring out third down and about four. And we're going to give him two on that one, so it's going to be third down and about three. Nichols made the tackle for the Springville team. 
So a big third down, and now they moved it back a little again, so it's going to be third down and four. Fort Payne right at the last second to get number 42 onto the field. He'll be in that uh, backfield. It's Makai Maxwell, and they get him in, on offense. They're going to hand to Hunter. Maxwell's blocking, and he's got the first down. Good job running behind Makai Maxwell. And he crosses out to the 36-yard line, and he's going to pick up at first by about a yard. Williams made the stop for the Tigers. I don't remember seeing Makai in the backfield before that play, this, at least in tonight's game. J.D. looks to have somebody open, and that's going to be caught by Thomas. Cam Thomas will make the grab at the 46-yard line. Gain of 10. Did he get enough for the first? Really, really close. Yeah, they're moving the sticks. So a good throw there to Cam Thomas. So first and 10 from the 46-yard line. Hunter trying to get to the near side, and they spread him out. He shakes some tackles, has the sideline, still running down the near sideline after being hit three, four, five times, and finally knocked out of bounds deep inside of their territory. Let's see, they're going to mark it inside the 35. Man, now you're talking about yak yards on that one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All the way down to the 31-yard line. Man, how many times was he hit on that run? I mean, if you don't wrap him up with two arms, he's not coming down. And like you said, he was hit three, four, five times before the pickup. Uh, really hard running by Hunter Love. First and 10 at the Springville 31. This time Brown's in there, and he's going to get the carry. Not going to be much there. We'll give him a yard to the 30, where it'll be second and nine. Little change of pace that time. Brown able only to pick up one yard though, and Hunter will be back in the backfield. Richardson made the tackle for Springville. Cam Thomas again to the near side. Twin receivers to the far side, Cash and Burt. JD. Fakes to Hunter, drops straight back, looking, going to throw to the near sideline, little fade pattern, overthrew his guy. Threw it right to the pylon on the end zone down there. And Ledford was well shy of getting to that one. So it's going to be third down and nine. Cats need of a big play here on third and nine. Of course, the ball at the 30. Uh, we'll probably see a field goal attempt if we don't pick it up here. And they're going to hand to Hunter. Hunter looking, picking his way, but they're going to get on top of him. He's going to move the ball to the center of the field. And I'm sure we'll send in our kicking team. Let's see. Did he get? Yep, here comes Alex in. It'll be fourth down and six, so they're going to attempt the field goal. They'll put the ball down at the 27-yard line. Be a 44-yard field goal as the ball will be placed down at the 34. So for a 44-yard one, should be a breeze. Going to Hexen. 
Good snap. Good hole. Kick is up. Kick is plenty, plenty, plenty long enough. And it's right down the middle. 44-yard field goal. Alex McPherson. Fort Payne goes up 31-7 with 7.48 to go here in the third quarter. Boy, Britt, that is just such a weapon when you got somebody like Alex to bring off that sideline. Yeah, the kicking game. You don't, if you don't look at it closely, you don't realize how much it affects the game. You know, just that 70-yard punt. You know, punt, and you, you've got that. You've got that if you get in a situation where you need three. You just he's, like you said, he's he's nearly automatic. But uh, just a really good job by Alex. And what amazes me, you know. We're casual and blasé about a 44-yarder, and some teams would have had a party on the sideline yeah, if they yeah. had kicked a 44-yarder, you know? And we're just, oh, so what, you know? We'd have had to add 20 more on that to get us excited. <laughs> no, not really. We're excited every time Alex gets a chance. Of course, he's only a junior, so we got him, Lord willing, for another year. And then I guess that'll be the end of the line for the McPherson kickers here at Fort Payne. Sure, Alex is going to continue his career at somewhere else. He may be kicking against your favorite team. What do you think? <laughs> I'd hate to have that happen. So Alex will put a toe into it, and again, he's going to drive this one deep. Will he score? Yep. It looks like it might have been just a little short of the field goal that time. They'll bring it out to the 20. Springville will have it again, first and 10 from their own 20. Is Springville at the point now down 31-7 to 7 where they're just wanting to get this over with? Do you think there's much fight left? We're about to find out. I assume our, the offense will, you know, will, will change here, uh, be a little more aggressive with, with this clock ticking. Triple receivers to the near side. Baldwin with it. He's going to go to the far side and going to make the catch out there. And he almost dropped it, but he's going to pick up about three yards to the 24-yard line. So we'll give him four on the play. Second down in six. They may be going about exclusively exclusively to the air now. As we're down inside seven and a half minutes to go third quarter, and they trail 31 to 7. Baldwin, their quarterback, looks, drops, goes across the middle, has a receiver open. Fort Payne misses the tackle. He crosses the 30 to the 35, 37-yard line. Still the one market at the 36-yard line. Be a first down for Springville. So first and 10 as Baldwin gets the new play in and triple receivers again to the near side. Baldwin drops back, looking for those receivers, getting pressured. He's going to be hit and dropped back inside the 30. Makai Maxwell made the tackle. That time he ran out of time. Got to give Fort Payne's coverage on that one a lot of credit. Yeah, really good job, yeah. secondary. Had nowhere to go. So second down and about 16. Baldwin going to hand off on the sweep to Smith. Nothing there for Smith. He's going to lose yard on the play. So it'll be third down now and 17. 
Again, Makai Maxwell along with Wells this time making the stop for the Cats. Third and 17. Fort Payne hurriedly gets a player off the field. Inside eight seconds on the play clock. Finally Baldwin is set and takes it, looks, looks. Wanted to set up a screen. Fort Payne has pressure. He's going to escape and get loose again inside the 40, the 45, out near the 50, and a flag comes in right at the end. I believe he had his first down, but I believe now it's coming back. Mm. Holbrook made the stop for the Cats, but I believe it's coming back. Yeah, I believe you're right. After a good play by Baldwin. Blocking the back or holding. Well, that negates big play for their quarterback. And that'll make it third and even extra, extra long. Still holding. Well, it comes from the spot of the foul, so it's not going to hurt him as bad as I thought. It's going to be third down now in about seven. Third down seven. Again, Baldwin with long set back to the right. He's wanting to throw, being pressured. Fort Payne drops him. First guy missed him, but then number 21 came in. And finished him off. A good job there by Seth Williams, bringing him down. You know, Coach Elmore said quarterback here for uh, Springville was the key man, and he's definitely he sent them all night after him, or the defense coordinator. We've, we've sent that front, front end after him all night, just put pressure on him, knowing that he's the playmaker. So they'll punt the ball away. Fort Payne sends – Number 82 back, he calls for the fair catch and stumbling backwards makes the grab and it'd be first and 10 for Fort Payne after the Cam Thomas fills the ball. See, they're gonna mark it on the 22 or 23. And Fort Payne will get back on offense. Last time held to a field goal, 44 yard field goal from Alex. And J.D. and company is back in there with the ball on the 23-yard line. J.D. is under center. Hunter Love in the backfield. Going to turn. Going to fake it. J.D. rolls out, wants to throw. Can't get his receiver open. Now he gets him to move back. Breaks the tackle. J.D. is going to tuck it and run. And he's going to pick up good yards. He's going to pick up seven or eight yards after that play being disrupted. Boy, he has prevented some losses tonight by doing his little Houdini act. Yeah, he has a good coverage there again, just a just a little play action pass over this near side. And you had thought we had three receivers dragging across the middle of the field that someone would be open, but evidently they were not because JD had to tuck it and run. But so he picks up nine. So first down or second down rather, and one to go. Hunter has the ball, right up the middle, drives, breaks free, across the 40-yard line to the 43. Pick up a seven, and Fort Payne will have another first down. 
Richardson made the tackle as we're on four minutes to go in the third quarter. It's a 31-7 Wildcat lead. Well, Richardson hit Hunter about where I'd like to hit him uh, at the shoestrings. They're the only place yeah. I would hit him. Yeah. <laughs> you see how low he was? Yeah, I sure did. Again, they're Hunter, handing it off to Hunter, and he's just lowering his head, driving and driving again. He's going to pick up another seven. Big as strong as Hunter is, if you hit him high, you, you're just asking for a ride or to get run over one. Yeah. They're going to send Brown in. Let's see if Hunter will take a little breather here after he's carried the ball on consecutive plays. It's going to be second down and four after the gain of six. This time, Hunter and Brown in. J.D. back to the shotgun. Going to hand it to Brown. He breaks the tackle, pushes forward, going to get to midfield, right at midfield, just shy, and it's going to bring up third down and two. There's nothing open right there where Brown tried to dart in and thought we had a hurt, player hurt. He's just slow getting up for Springer. No, they're doing a good job of closing it down. Now Hunter's, Hunter's more productive in there because of his size, but, you know, uh, Brown's definitely a – Age guy with his speed. Yeah, when he darted right up the middle, that's not the same impact as having Hunter go up and yeah. up that middle line. So third down and almost two. Power set in. They're going to hand it off, or JD's going to keep it, and they're going to stop him. And here the Springville coaches somewhere were happy over that play. Loss of about five on the play back to the 45-yard line. So Fort Payne's going to get Alex in and punt the ball away. First uh, drive that they've stopped Fort Payne in quite a few possessions. Hunter at the, uh, not Hunter rather, but Alex at the 30-yard line. Feels it on the hop. Now it gets loose. He's going to have to try to get away. Now he's able to punt it away, and he puts a foot into it. Void three tacklers gets a big Fort Payne bounce, and he's going to be down near the 11-yard line. <laughs> oh, Alex able to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, and feels it like a shortstop and then has to yeah. sidestep. But just really good job, Alex, just to get that one off, much less punt it 45, 50 <laughs> yards down the field with a roll. So they'll mark it on the 12-yard line where Springville have it first and 10. 141 to go here in the third quarter. I said Fort Payne uh, leads 31-7. to seven. Baldwin again at quarterback. Going to take the snap, going to roll right, going to throw it out to the runner out of the backfield, makes the grab before Payne knocks him out of bounds after a short game. Landon Poe. I didn't know Landon could still play, did you? You know Landon Poe? He red-shirted. <laughs> Picked up four, second down and six. I was thinking Dallas Poe. <laughs> That's his cousin, I think, yeah, Landon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So second down in six after the four-yard completion. Baldwin drops the ball, has to pick it up, and by that time, Fort Payne's all over him. Baldwin recovers the 
So Baldwin got his own fumble back. Will Green and Wells was in on top of him. So now third down and nine. Well, you'd think if they don't pick up a first here and have to punt the way for it, Pam, the chance to get great field position to begin the fourth quarter. Baldwin this time drops straight back, going to set up a screen. It's uh, completed, but Fort Payne's going to stop him short of the first by a couple of yards. Honeycutt made the grab first time. Honeycutt's touched the ball here in a while. Fort Payne just doing a really good job defensively. You know, they're, they're sending them in so much pressure to the quarterback, and they even try to set the screen up, and we're shutting it down. But uh, just a good job of that defense. Fourth and two, so they're going to punt the ball away as they're all right on their own 20-yard line. Normally, when you get that much pressure on the quarterback, it, it, it's going that screen's going to develop. But Fort Payne somehow has just completely shut that down. Also, Wolf to punt. Cam Thomas back to receive. Cam just inside Fort Payne territory drops back near the 45. Punt's going to come up short, but Cam's going to field it on the run. He's at the 45, the 40, the 35, the 30. Cuts outside and falls down around the 25-yard line. Good return by Cam Thomas as the first, or make that the third quarter in. So when we come back, Fort Payne will have it first and 10. They lead 31 to seven, back in one minute. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Well, as we see a little more lightning off to our northwest, the Cats will have it first and 10 at the Springville 25-yard line. It's a 31-7 Fort Payne Wildcat lead. As we begin the fourth quarter play. And again, Hunter Love will be your setback. And J.D. Blaylock, quarterback under center for the Cats. Runner comes in motion to the near side. They're going to hand it to Hunter. Hunter will start up the middle, tries to go outside. He's going to stop, be stopped for no gain on the play. So it'll be second down and 10. Hunter didn't quite look like he had quite as much spring in his step on that carry. I don't know if it's because they just got in on him early or what. I, th I think he had a hand on Hunter by the time Hunter touched the ball, so he he was met before the line of scrimmage. So second down and 10, J.D. looks, throws a pass that is caught, and that's Cam Thomas over on the far side. So it's going to bring up third down, and we'll go from third in our second and 11 to third and see where they're going to place the ball. 
Yep, they're going to give him five yards, so it'll be third down and five at the 20-yard line. Fort Payne's going to get Brown in, so we'll have Brown and Love both in the backfield along with J.D. Blaylock. J.D. looks, wants to throw, has a receiver open, throws low, mm. but it's caught near the 12-yard line. And that's going to be a first down. Sawyer Burt doing a good job again of going down and just getting it off the shoe top. Yeah, he, he did. He, he did. That was no exaggeration at all. He brought that one right off his shoe tops. Good catch. And it's good for the first down. So first and ten. Now at the Friday to 15. In the turn, hand to Hunter, goes up the middle, cuts outside, back inside, has an opening, spins at the five, down to the one. Maybe even inside the one-yard line. A 14-yard run, another 14 yards to Hunter Love. Really good, really good run there. Good hold by that offensive line also. Richardson made the tackle for Springville, but it's going to be first and goal from inside the one-yard line. So J.D. will take the snap, going to hand to Hunter. Hunter's just going to roll into the end zone. Touchdown, Wildcats. Hunter Love. So another good drive by the Cats after getting good field position, and they don't waste any time getting it into the end zone, and that time is the Hunter Love show. And Alex will try to attack on the extra point. Low snap, but good hold. Kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 10.04 to go here in the fourth quarter, Fort Payne now leads 38-7. to <laughs> Alex actually hit someone to, at the concession stand. <laughs> they might ought to have kept it as a souvenir. It went in the window if it wouldn't hit the guy. <laughs> yeah, they might ought to have kept that one as a souvenir. One of these days it might be worth That's something. Right. Well, you know, I asked you earlier when does Springville uh, get to the point that they're just wanting to hurry and get the heck out of here, and I believe now they're at that point. Yeah, that last possession, you could you could really tell Fort Payne was uh, playing havoc on them, and it, they're, they're starting to get frustrated uh, for sure. You know, we've been strong, scoring uh, 38 points yep. offensively, but our defense has been outstanding tonight. Oh, absolutely, sure have. Come up with numerous big plays and just pretty much stifled them. They've sprung a couple, maybe three big plays to give them what, uh, you know, what offense they've really had. So Alex will place it down on the 40. leg may be getting tired. This one was going to bounce outside the 20. Fielded the 10, the 15, the 20. Outside the 25, the 30, 35. Has the sideline. Cuts it back in across the 45. And going to run him out of bounds at the 46-yard line. So they'll have it at first and 10. 
from their own 46. A good return that time by Springfield. Adame made the stop for the Cats. Ricky Adame, the Fort Payne second baseman during the spring. So with Baldwin and his team's back out there giving another twirl, he's going to throw it out to the receiver to the left, making the grab. Fort Payne misses the tackle, but the second guy comes in and finishes him off after about a one-yard, maybe two-yard gain. Spielman made the tackle. We'll say a one-yard gain. It'll be second down and nine. Clock running, getting down close to nine minutes to go. And I believe it's gotten more humid here in the last few it, minutes. It does. It's, do we get a heat timeout, Roger? Whew, I'm about to call for it. <laughs> Again, he's going to – Baldwin's going to keep it. Fort Payne misses about four tackles, and Baldwin's going to be within about three yards of the first down. Baldwin was a little shaking those hips and causing the Fort Payne tacklers to miss. So it's a Fort Payne 46-yard line. It'll be third down and a long two. And he's going to hand off to number five. He's going to find his way out for the first down. Joshua Honeycutt. He hadn't been involved in the game very much since the first, or well, really the second quarter. Docky Goodman made the stop, in on the stop anyhow. So at Fort Payne territory now at the 43-yard line, first and 10. Baldwin hits his receiver, but he's drilled and the ball's knocked loose. They're going to say incomplete pass, or nope, they're going to say he caught it. Well, are they going to mark it and say it was completed and then he was down? The ground caused a fumble, maybe. Well, I don't think the ground caused that, that yeah, one, no, did it? No, no, it didn't, but that's the only thing they could call. That guy put a I lick on him. I think we're going to have to have a conversation about that. Yeah, our guy put a lick on him and knocked that ball loose. I don't think he ever even had it. Well, now they're saying Fort Payne ball. Well. Well, he signaled the referee fit, did that way like it was a Fort Payne ball, but obviously it's not. So we're not quite sure what they're saying. So we're going to have a timeout on the field. Timeout, Springville. Fort Payne's up 38-7. to We'll get this mess straightened out and be back in one minute. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season.
First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, we were just discussing what's going on, and really we're in the dark. So the official's going to come over and try to explain it to Coach Elmore and see the first the, the down marker still back all the way at the 44, but the ball's resting at the 39-yard uh, line, and I don't know. They've said Fort Payne ball, and then they've said uh, Springville ball, and then I don't think I don't think the ball was ever even caught. I think it should just been an incomplete pass. Well, they're going to finally give it to them, and the ball was down at second down and six. Mm. And Baldwin's going to be hit and dropped. That something blew up on that play, and Fort Payne had big number one, Seth Williams, again, come in there and tackle Baldwin. Something just didn't go right that time for Springville. So third down now and almost 12. So they said Springville recovered the fumble earlier. It was a completion and a fumble, oh, okay. and Springville gotcha. recovered. Gotcha. So third down and 12 ball when trying to set up the screen. Fort Payne didn't fall for it, and they're trying to get him, and he's going to break loose on the sideline, have the first down, and let's see, he stepped out short. Woo, it looks like he accelerated I and mean, was he heading down fly. that sideline. Yes, he, he can could. fly. But they're going to say now it's fourth down and five. Thank goodness for sidelines. So fourth down and five now. Thank goodness Holbrook knocked him out of bounds. Because like you said, he was motoring. Again, Baldwin looks, going to throw over the middle, going to overthrow his receiver. And the crowd on the other side wanted a flag. And if they got one, oh, there's one on the coach is out on the field. Look, he is raising Kane over there. He is pitching a fit. And so he's going to be flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct. Fort Payne just get off the field now and let them officials deal with that coach. He wanted that interference, but the ball was well overthrown, and I don't, I don't know. I guess the flag could have come out. But the referee now discussing it with the other official, but I don't know what they can do other than penalize the coach because they didn't th throw, throw a flag on the play. Oh, yeah, we had, they had two or three coaches were well 15, 20 yards out onto the field. And, you know, it's a shame for that to happen, I guess, you know, with just over seven minutes ago and them down 38 to seven. I think that's a frustration penalty probably from likely from the first half, the eight penalties, you know, off the offensive line. And, and I'm sure there's some that are questionable to those coaches and then the frustration of the score. But, uh, yeah, they just – now the coach got – he's got him a penalty. <laughs> well, Fort Payne will have it now. Then in our possession, first and 10 from our own 37-yard line. Yeah, I think that answered my question earlier about when does the frustration set in for Springville. Yeah, yeah, they fell to pieces <laughs> since you've mentioned that. <laughs> Still some discussions going on. We can't seem to get the clock started back. And play going.
Now here we go. There's some more yardage being tacked on. That'll carry it now out down to the Springville 43. 47 make it. Did they get a second flag, unsportsmanlike? Evidently. Well, now Fort Payne has it in their territory at the 48-yard line. They're going to hand off to the near side. It's Alex Akins. Yep, Alex in the, on the carry. We probably, you think, seen the last of Hunter tonight. Also in for Fort Payne is 43. Yeah, what's this in about? They're over here doing something. Is that the ball they're working on? Or are they taping up the official? Yep, they were taping up the official. He must be bleeding or something. So they had to tape up the official's arm before we could continue. We've seen it all tonight. Clock's right on seven minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. We're paying up 38 to 7. Looking at a second down and a long five. They're going to hand off right up the middle. Breaking it is Alex. And he's going to go in down deep into the 32-yard line. A big run by Aikens. To a good run by Aikens. Yeah, Scott, uh, I didn't call him Scott. Alex hits the hole so hard that really good things happen to you when you hit the hole like that. He just does a really good job of carrying the ball. He's, there's no holding back. Well, he's got those fresh legs now, yes. too. Now, instead of Alex in there, it's, it's our ninth grader. Yeah, big number 24. He'll get the carry. Caden Dubose. He'll pick up about three. We'll call it second down and seven. Clock running down on six minutes to go. Again, now we're having an official signal timeout. Let's see. Official timeout for the Heat. With 6.07 to go, it's Fort Payne 38, Springville 7. We'll be back in one minute. Hey, friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac. I've got Mini Coopers. I've got Toyotas. I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. Uh, well, the second down and eight for the Cats at the 30-yard line of the visiting Springville Tigers. Fort Payne putting this away can go to 2-0 in region place. 
J.D.'s going to turn, hand it to Dubose, cuts to the left side, has the 25, cuts inside the 20, 15, knocked out of bounds near the 10. And he did a little stop and start, picked up another seven or eight yards, and we'll have it first and goal right at it. And it's going to mark it at the 11, so it'll be still a first and 10 from the 11-yard line. No, no, what we got now? Block in the back against the Cats. Another really good run by Dubose, just that ninth grader. He has to make some of these coaches smile, knowing which there's a lot of a lot of good young talent out there. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, uh, Marcus. I think Marcus Ledford's a ninth grader also, isn't he? I believe I so. he is. Yeah. A good, really good athlete also. You know, several of them. There's too many names to mention. No, he's a tenth grader. Is he a tenth grader? Yeah. I was thinking Marcus was not. No, he's a tenth grader. Well, that'll push it back to the 31-32 yard line. Second down and 11. This time they're going to hand it to do both. He gets away from one tackler, spins, and can't get rid of the next two. He's going to lose two yards. So it'll be third down and about 13. Richardson's made a lot of tackles for Springville. So third down now and really close to 14. And Fort Payne in no hurry, 20 seconds on the play clock. We're at 5.18 remaining on the game clock. Fort Payne needs 13-14 here to keep this drive going. Three seconds, going to hand off. That's Brown back in there, and he tries to go across the middle. It's going to get up. Uh, might pick up one yard, and that'll be it. Fort Payne. At that, probably, I guess, well, we don't need any more points, so I wouldn't think they'd kick. I guess they'll just go for it here on third and uh, or fourth and 13. No need, obviously, to punt. Don't need any more punt, uh, points to try field goal. So we're going to go for it on fourth and 13. The ball just inside their 34-yard, 35-yard line. J.D. under center turns, going to hand off a little slant run to the left. Brown gets the 30. Stutter steps, 25 down to the 26, and he's going to be shy of the first down. And that'll turn it over, and it'll be Springville ball once again with 4.05 to go. And hopefully their coach has had time to calm down over there on the sideline. So Baldwin will bring the team back out with, as I said, 4.05 to go here on the game clock. Fort Payne up, 38-7. Going to hand on the sweep left to number 22. He'll push the team forward. That's Bennett again. That's about his fourth, maybe fifth carry of the game. They've used him sparingly. He's going to pick up two. A lot of players in on defense, young players right. for Fort Payne now. And 
Baldwin looks, rolls left, wants to throw, being pressured, going to be hit and knocked down. See who got him. 27, was it? Now it's going to be third and 15. Under three minutes to go. Baldwin looks, looks, wants to go way downfield, has receiver open, makes the grab. He's hit immediately, but he does have the first down out across the 40 to the 41-yard line. Bianchi made the grab. Now Baldwin's a pretty good quarterback. He just really hadn't got a whole lot other than the one running back surrounding him, you know, or at least they hadn't showed up. Yeah. Fort Payne calls timeout, 2.41 to go. Fort Payne up 38-7, to seven, back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. Well, we're looking at a first down there by Springville. We're at 2.41 to go in the game, Fort Payne up 38-7. Springville that first and 10 now from their own 41-yard line. Of course, we'll talk to Coach Elmore at the conclusion of the game to get his final thoughts on tonight's game. You know, he's just going to be happy as a lark. Pass goes incomplete. That stops the clock. That's what we don't want, the clock stopping. Second down and 10. Jim Baldwin with it, rolls left, wanted to throw, then has to keep the ball, and that was 87, actually, they got it to. Seth Williams, on the Seth Williams again on the tackle. He's made quite a few stops. Gain of six, third down, and it's about third and six. So they kick up of really about four on the, well, six. They had a negative on the other play, so third down and six. And going to hand on the sweep. Fort Payne's all over it. Can't make the tackle. It's going to be a flag come in. So all I can think of is a face mask. Yeah. I didn't see anything that looked like a hole, but we had one guy that came flying through reaching. So you're probably exactly right. Yep, there it is, face mask. Yep, they did the sweep to Bennett, and, and the Fort Payne defender came through and just unintentionally grabbed the face mask. 159 to go in the game. And you know, they're got to be dreading that hike up the hill to their dressing room. Would you like to see a game like this where you got a chance to get in some of those younger players on defense for four it is. It's, it's nice to see that.
Look, throws over the middle, has receiver wide open at 20 down to the 14-yard line. It just really surprised me, which I know they've got, we've got some younger guys in now, but it surprised me with this arm, this quarterback's arm with Springville. And we've seen eight and the other, a couple other running backs that definitely can run out, yeah. either run with us or outrun us, and they hadn't pushed the limit on, on plays like that. You're They're so efficient right. on those, but have yet hadn't ran a handful of them. In the quarterback forced to keep the ball. He's going to drive up the middle for some good yardage. Tidmore made the tackle for Fort Payne. Another youngster in there. Be second down. And goal to go from we're in the eight-yard line. Baldwin with the snap, going to hand on the sweep to the near side. That's five, Bennett again. He's hit, stays on his feet, driving, still driving. We'll get down to the two-yard line. As we're inside one minute to go, clock still running. That was Honeycutt on the carry, number five. So it'd be the last play of the game here, and unless they score on it, then, of course, they'll have to kick off to the Cats. And there's going to be an official that's going to stop the clock with an official timeout. So I don't know what that was all about either. Fort Payne had a chance to swap defenses from one side to the other. Yeah. So They've got their backup quarterback in also, I've noticed. Yep, 16's in there. He's going to keep it, come up the middle. Going to squirm. Did he get in? Touchdown. Well, their quarterback may, finds pay dirt again a little too little too late uh, with 30.8 seconds to go in the game. That was Smith into the game. Running for Springville, number 16, Zane Smith. He is a ninth grader. So that pulls it a little closer, 38 to 13, extra point. Attempt coming up, snap, hold good, kick is up, and the kick is two. Good. So with 30.8 to go, it's 38-14 now. Fort Payne leads. So we'll force them into a kickoff, and then that'll do it for this game. Unfortunately, they can use the last few seconds on the clock. So they'll have to kick it off to the Cats. So that should be the kickoff in one play, and that should do it. So Brett Fort Payne will go to two and zero in region play with wins over Arab and Springville. And you have to think more and more, you know, Oxford is still out there. And don't take anybody for granted, but Oxford's going to be a tough one. Yeah, they're going to be a tough team. But again, I keep going back to Briarwood and I keep going back to Gaston City. Two good teams to start the season off with to prepare you for for these region games, and and they've 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 paid off tremendously. And two, uh, it's like Coach Edmore said, we don't get to the Oxford game and and <coughs> drop our teeth, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. You wouldn't think it'd do them any good to do an onside kick here. I mean, they trailed by 24 points. And only 30.8 seconds remaining on the clock. So I don't 
don't think they would bother with that. But, you know, maybe if he's trying to point it, you know, get his kids to understand, hey, you never give up. So we're set, and he'll approach the ball, and he'll kick it away, as I suspected he would do. Fort Payne's going to field it at the 5, 10, 15, and take a knee at the 18, 17, 18-yard line. Cam Thomas downed it. So there's 25.9 seconds on the game clock, 25 seconds on the play clock. So I think somehow they're going to start this clock and – we're probably not going to have to have another play. Let's see. May have to run one more. So Fort Payne set, ready to get this last 25.9 seconds over with. They're just going to hand off up the middle to Dubose. He starts one way, comes back the other way. Don't go out of bounds. 30, 35 knocked out of bounds at the 40-yard line. He reversed his field totally and picked up a big run. Caden Dubose, freshman running back, out to the 41-yard line. 18 seconds now to go in the game. Ingram made the tackle for the Tigers. Steve said a gain of 23 on the play. And J.D. will take the snap. He'll take the knee. And that will do it. That'll be the last play of the game. So the final score will be Fort Payne 38, Springville 14. Let's try to get in a two-minute break before we talk with Coach Elmore. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season.
First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey friends, this is Andy White. Well, to the strains of the alma mater down in the south end zone, or the I guess that's actually the east end zone. The Fort Payne alma mater being played after the Fort Payne Cats win 38 to 14. Waiting on Coach to come over and give us his uh, final estimation of tonight's game as he's down there now having his final words to his team before sending them into the locker room. And Britt, just a all-around good game, both sides of the ball, kicking game, everything clicking pretty much for Fort Payne tonight. Yeah, and again, Fort Payne, you know, scoring 38 points, but we said it a couple of times. The defense, to me actually looked as as well as improved as the offense. I mean, that, they really were clicking on all cylinders, looked comfortable. Uh, same thing offensively, J.D., his passing's just coming right along. But uh, I think Coach is going to be satisfied. You know, he told us at halftime that uh, he just wanted him to continue to play, and I think that's what we saw. And J.D. just gets better every week running with the ball also and making yeah. good decisions on when to run and when to, uh, you know, when to try to unload the ball and save big losses. Yeah, he's done He's done a really good job. You're right again. And we go back to what we said earlier in the season. You know, uh, last year when Winchester went down, you know, J.D. was just kind of thrown in at quarterback really mm -hmm. unexpectedly, uh, not necessarily the last second, but thrown in there. And, you know, he had he had some bumps and bruises. And the quarterback, it's, it's, it's a hard position to play. Uh, and he's done a really good job, and, and it's paid off for this team and for him also uh, that last year, that experience he had, and he's re really looked, he's really shining and looks good right now. That 74-yard run when he made the sideline and went down the sideline from 74 out, probably his longest uh, run of his career. Yeah, and, and you know what? We've seen him. He, we had two run had a run last week too also. Um, uh, who who did the punt return last week? Uh, uh, I was trying to think if it was 82. Uh, well, wasn't it Thomas? Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Cam, that's right. Uh, we, we saw speed there, you know, earlier in the season. We didn't feel like we, with this team, we yeah. didn't feel like we'd see anything outside maybe 20, 30-yard touchdown. But we've been proven wrong. Uh, we've, we've got some speed there. Well, Cam also had that uh, uh, 70-something-yard run from the line of scrimmage that's also. Right. and. Right when they'd cut it down to, what, 14 or whatever, and we bounced back, or maybe they'd just cut it to 21, but instead we went back out to that bigger lead. So Cam Thomas, uh, really not as big a part of the game tonight, nothing due to him. It's just the game went the other way tonight. Sometimes well, it comes your way, and sometimes it goes somebody else's way. And Sawyer had a good night tonight for a change. So. Yeah, Sawyer had some good catches, and I, and I think that just makes a difference. And, you know, like we said before, Hunter Love's going he's going to produce, but it, it's nice for him not to have to break nine tackles to pick up ten yards. And, and that's what that passing game, when you start becoming effective with a passing game like we were tonight, that, uh, that gives him some relief and, and gets some of those guys off of him. The coach is down with – our guys to get him all situated where he can hear us, and we'll see what he thought about tonight's game, especially the second half. You all right, me? Coach, you got us? Yeah, I got y'all. You got me? Well, Coach, we came back out really in that second half and did pretty much what we did the first half. 
Yeah, um, you know, I didn't wish we'd have got seven the first drive. Again, that was a point of emphasis coming out and getting points. Uh, and we did get points, but we didn't get the seven we'd like. But I, but I was proud of the fact that we got three, uh, moved the football. And I think, you know, even though it was just three points, the fact that uh, we extended the lead to 24 points, you know, gave them a little bit more doubt. And then, uh, you know, great job by our defense getting a quick stop and uh, uh, getting great field position off the punt return from Cam uh, to set it up to go 38-7. And at that point, we were able to kind of just run out the clock. So uh, we, we did what we wanted. wasn't exactly perfect in the third quarter, but I think overall we did what we wanted to do. Britt and I was talking there were times where they were doing things that was pretty successful and for some reason they didn't stick with it a whole lot and we kind of questioned why they didn't keep going to the, uh, those particular plays that worked well. Yeah I mean that's a great question I don't know if they saw us. Do. We, I did one, one thing we did well defensively was get pressure on him and I don't know if that bothered when he got more pressure and got more hits I think it affected them and, and they didn't play as well uh, so I think our defensive players and coaches did a great job of getting him uh, getting pressure on him and getting to him uh, and not let him just stand back there and throw the ball. So I think that was a, a big part of our success in the second half. You know, Coach, we talked about in that first half uh, just continuing to play and not getting – or Roger and I talked during the break about getting kind of lulled to sleep because that first half we kind of started to pull away. Uh, guy, the kids seemed kind of complacent, and, and they did a really good job of coming back out the second half and continuing to play. Yeah, I thought so. I, the the uh, play caller wasn't very good the second half. I don't know, we need to get the guy back from the first half, whoever that was. The play <laughs> caller wasn't good the second half. But I got us in a couple of bad things that, you know, thought were going to be better. The third and one uh, that J.D. didn't get was a, probably a bad call by me. I thought we'd worked it on all week, but just wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't the look we thought we'd get. So couple of things that weren't great, but uh, but I did think, like I said, we, we got down there after the punt return and uh, got great field position. I was proud of the fact that we, you know, were able to get get that final 25 yards and, and kind of put the game away. And and those plays weren't with anything fancy. It was just line up and kind of run right at them with Hunter. And, and uh, you know, but sometimes when you're up 31-7, that's what you need to do. You, you know, you got to be able to, to throw when you want to, uh, not when you have to. And also, you got to be able to run when you when you have to. When you know they're going to run it, you got to be able to run right at people. And we were able to do that there in the, in the, in the late, latter part of the third quarter. And Brett mentioned, you know, we talked about the offense and them clicking tonight, but the defense stepped it up and played really well. And you got a few, little chance to get a few new, or younger players in there toward the end of the game. Yeah, uh, y'all pardon me. I'll try not to do any dance moves. Um, the I, I thought our defense, you know, our, we said that after the Briarwood game, our defense is young. They're not necessarily young in age, but they're young in experience. So the more they play, the better they're going to get. And uh, you can just see them, you know, getting better uh, each and every week. And, and I just told them all, the challenge will be, can we can we take this bye week and not only get healthy, but also get better um, and come back here in two weeks at home and, and play a lot better even, even more. I think we've improved the last two weeks uh, on defense, and we got to continue to do that. Well, we go up 2-0 and in region play, and as you said, we have a bye next week. So, basically, two weeks to get ready for Etowah. Yeah, and like I said, uh, it's on the coaches show today, too. And you're starting out two great athletes every year, and so we'll have to be uh, – and, again, I'll say that's a good game to, to help us later in the year, being able to play against their top-notch talent and being able to tackle them in space, uh, which was a problem in the Gadsden game. That'll be another big uh, challenge for us here in a couple weeks, and it'll be a good way to, to come out of the bye week. You know, uh, a lot of times you're rusty maybe coming out of the bye week. That'll be a good way to come back because they'll, they'll – get our attention I'm sure uh, from the first play well congratulations coach on a big game tonight and uh, hope you and the team all have a good two uh, weeks and get a little rest and a little healing up if we need that and come out strong again against that in a couple of weeks it leads every year and so we'll have to be uh, and again I'll say that's a good game to to help us later in the year being able to play against their top-notch talent and being able to tackle them in space uh, which was a problem in the Gadsden game that'll be another big uh, challenge for us here in a couple of weeks and it'll be a good way to, to come out of the bye week you know 
Uh, a lot of times you're rusty, maybe coming out of a bye week. That'll be a good way to come back because they'll they'll get our attention, I'm sure, uh, from the first play. Well, congratulations, Coach, on a big game tonight, and uh, hope you and the team all have a good two uh, weeks and get a little rest and a little healing up if we need that, and come out strong again against Ottawa in a couple of weeks. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, that's going to do it for Brett Hass and Roger Engel here at Wildcat Stadium. The White Cats take home a 38 to 14 win over the Springville team. And as we said, we have a bye week next week, but we'll be back in two weeks as we take on the Etowah Blue Devils. So for Brett Hass, Roger Engel, good evening and have a good weekend.